When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, we are back here on Purple Daily. No, during the break, Stephon Diggs did not get traded. So we continue Diggs Watch. I feel like not having Manny in today was a mistake, because Manny could have given us one of those big voice, digs watch type of thing. So I'll try to do it every time he tweets someone something or favorites something or whatever else. But he tweeted the word, something's going to happen. So we wait on Stefan Diggs. The, he is the best Twitter tease there is out there today. To discuss, though, Kirk Cousins' contract extension with us from Pro Football Focus, Sam Monson. What's up, Sam? Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's crazy. I feel like I am just sort of uh, been hit with a tsunami of football, which is wonderful, but is also like, all right, where do I start? So let's begin with just, is it a good idea to sign Kirk Cousins to a contract extension that takes him through 2022? Um, I, it's tough, right? Because they basically like the deal they signed the first time around so much that they've just signed up to a second go round of it, which is effectively what they've done. They've, you know, they've added an extra year of guaranteed third year. That's really going to be guaranteed, um, almost certainly. So it's effectively going to be another three years of guaranteed money. But the problem is the roster isn't what it used to be. Um, you know, the original deal was you take, giving Kirk Cousins a lot of money guaranteed because you thought you were just a quarterback away given the state of the roster. Now the roster is so much worse, you're only a Kirk Cousins away if Kirk Cousins becomes something dramatically different to what we've seen so far. And I asked um, Mike Zimmer at the Combine how he could sustain this level of play from this year because he did have a very, very good year overall. There were still a lot of Kirk Coaster moments, um, the most notable coming in Week 16 against the Green Bay Packers and then in the playoffs against the 49ers, uh, though I'm not sure many quarterbacks would have had a great day considering how much they got blasted on the defensive side. But, um, you know, I guess the way I look at it, Sam, is just from an odds perspective. Like, what are the odds that you can build a roster back up good enough, especially on the, the defense? defensive side now, but even on the offensive line and add more weapons, um, what are the odds that you can actually reach the Super Bowl, even if you do that within the next three years? And I think that this year tells us that those odds are extremely low, because he won 10 games, 
But the team was fully healthy. They had a pretty easy schedule. And for the most part, aside from in New Orleans, did not come through in the games that could have gotten them to be a 13-3 and type of team, which you usually need to be to get all the way. So if you're not going to have as good of a roster and you think that you're just, oh, okay, we need to add an offensive lineman, protect him a little more away from being what? Being how much better? It's, it's just, I, I have a tough time making the math work, Sam. Yeah, and the funny thing is, if you take out both Green Bay games, so obviously you can't do that, but if you remove the Packers from the equation, Cousins was the best-graded quarterback in the NFL last <laughs> season in terms of PFF grades. So Cousins was legitimately as good as you could possibly have expected him to be last year, and it still wasn't close to being good enough because everything around him has gotten worse. You know, you, you look at the 49ers game as a good example, that's what happens when you run into a team that is a Super Bowl. And the NFL is now stacked full of those teams. There's either a bunch of teams like the 49ers that have a championship-caliber roster, or there's teams like the Chiefs, who have a quarterback that is so much better than Kirk Cousins that they don't need a championship-caliber roster. Either way, those are the teams you need Kirk Cousins to get past if he's going to be worth this contract. And given what's around him now, I just don't see that he's capable of getting to that level. Yeah, so that's sort of the question number one, is is it a good move? And I think most Vikings fans go, eh, but it, you know what it does in my mind is it sort of solidifies where the floor is. You're probably not going to go 3-13 and 13 with Kirk Cousins. You'll go 7-9 and nine or 8-8. Eight and eight. We've already seen that in Washington when his team started to corrode a little bit. They went 7-9 and nine and he had his worst year. Well, if you trade away Stephon Diggs, which we'll see, and your defense falls apart, you're probably looking at 8-8. Eight so then my question would be, well, what's next then? So you've already done it. We've debated it a million times as a good idea, and most of us come to probably not the best idea in the world. But now that you've done it, now what is the next move for them or moves to get to the point where you could be a contender with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, and I think they've been making a few of those today with the, the re-signings and keeping some of their own players in the building. I, I think the most interesting of which was friend, or tagging Anthony Harris which I didn't expect them to do, but I think is actually a shrewd move because, you know, the cornerback situation is miserable right now. And it's, you know, it was pretty miserable a year ago. And one of the reasons it didn't cost them too badly was because Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith and Eric Hendricks, all three of them had excellent seasons. And you can kind of paper over some of the deficiencies at cornerback if your linebackers and safeties are playing out of their minds in terms of coverage. Obviously, that wouldn't or would be very unlikely to happen again if you let one of those guys walk out of the building. So keeping him around, I think, is a smart move in terms of trying. But cornerback is still a significant problem. Right. And so, you know, there's only so much money they have to spend with cap room left. They just signed their punter to a $3 million a year deal, which he was a very good punter last year. But now they have $7 million a year spent on their fullback and punter. So I've got to feel like there's another shoe to drop here. And Stefan Diggs, Sam, is certainly making it seem like he's going to be that shoe. It would create some cap space. They could probably get a, a fairly high draft pick or a good player. But I just cannot get myself to to a place where that's a good idea, that you just signed... 
Kirk Cousins to huge dollars, and then you're going to take his number one wide receiver, who proved last year that even without Adam Thielen, he could still be great, and you're going to ship him off somewhere else. That, to me, is not doing everything you can for your quarterback. No, I, I have a hard time finding a scenario whereby that makes you better. You know, I understand that you can look at silver linings to it in terms of potentially freeing up some space, although it's not much. I, I just don't think that there's any way you end up a better team at, at the back end of that, even if you end up replacing Stefan Diggs with a first-round draft pick who becomes a wide receiver. The chance of that guy being any better than Stefan Diggs are pretty minimal. So, yeah, you know, Stefan Diggs is a good player. You have him in the building at a good rate, and you need to do everything possible to maximize the talent around your quarterback that would be keeping Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. And you know, Sam, there's also this question, if you trade away Diggs but sign Cousins and maybe you sign Delvin Cook back, of of what do, what do they think their timeline is? What Do they think that 2020 is going to be their year? When I'm looking around the NFC and seeing a lot of competition, the NFC West has two teams and maybe after today three teams that you would be a little more excited about than where the Vikings are right now. So I, I guess I just... Would love to really know how much the pressure on the general manager and the head coach could be impacting the moves that they make here, or or if they see 2021 as when they could start competing again, reloading the cupboard. It's almost like 2017 shaded everything in such a weird way for them that they thought we have to be all in, all in, all in, because we need to get back to that 2017 level. But 2017 was kind of a mirage, and it just feels like we've been doing this this thing where they make these big, bold moves all the time, and they're spending cash all the time, but really not getting much farther um, than where they've been the last two years, I guess. Yeah, and it's hard to go from a spot where you were genuinely a Super Bowl contending team that was very close to making it to that big dance and recognizing that you need to start over again and you need to rebuild and blow it all up and you know take take another run at this thing from the ground up. But at some point that needs to happen or you need to have one of those off seasons where you basically nail every single personnel decision you make, you know, because they don't have a ton of cap space and they don't have all the draft picks in the world, they basically need to get every decision right from a talent acquisition standpoint. And no matter what team you are, that's difficult to do. I was going to ask you, Sam, about that because I posted on our website um, a lot based on Pro Football Focus's amazing free agent tracker, which I greatly appreciate. Um, bargain deals, guys that you know they might be able to get for a decent dollar. And already Shaq Lawson got way overpaid, so maybe I shouldn't have included him in that. But... Uh, is are, are there some players at positions the Vikings need, which you could pretty much just throw a dart and hit a position the Vikings need, um, that you see as it would be a shrewd, sort of savvy, like players that they should go after or positions that are strong in free agency that could fill spots now but not get them in trouble with the salary cap later? Yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of this is trying to anticipate what the NFL or what certain NFL teams think about guys. And no matter how under the radar you think a guy is, somebody thinks he's worth a fortune and throws money at him. So it's tough from that point of view. I've always thought that Brashad Perriman could make a really intriguing um, free agent addition to somebody because this is a guy that was a former first-round pick that showed at the back end of last season that he does still have that talent there. He can be a quality impact playmaker 
and would fit alongside Thielen and Diggs uh, and give Kirk Cousins really one of the best sets of weaponry in the NFL and shouldn't break the bank. And then a cornerback, you know, I think they need to address that somewhere. And it's not a great group of free agent cornerbacks, but there's a ton of talent that have sort of that had good seasons in the past. And I think you just need to gamble on one of them being able to put that together again in 2020 and beyond. Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus joining us here on the show. Well, it's going to be a fascinating period to see even how they create some more space, whether it's moving on from Riley Reef, moving on from Stefan Diggs, because they do have to find those bargain types of deals. Let me ask you before you go, Sam, I'm sure you keep your eyes on Teddy Bridgewater, and I know that uh, you wrote a piece in the offseason, I think that was you, about uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So... Uh, it's looking like Chicago doesn't necessarily want them, that they might go another direction. So you've got Tampa Bay, the Chargers still need a quarterback, the Colts still need a quarterback. Uh, who should be Teddy Bridgewater be calling and bothering the most about their quarterback spot? I've been saying for a long time that I think Teddy Bridgewater to New England makes a ton of sense. You know, I think the Patriots are heading for this divorce with Tom Brady, and I think if you look at the alternative options, I think Teddy Bridgewater would steer the ship extremely well in New England, given all that's around him. They're going to need to repair the receiving core, whoever the quarterback is. So they should be investing in that anyway. And I think Bridgewater could lead that offense extremely effectively. Do you think that Tampa Bay would change what they do around Bridgewater or is Bruce Arians going to run Bruce Arians offense forever? Cause that would determine for me how good of a fit that might be. Yeah, I don't think Bruce Arians is changing his offense for anybody, and that's why they're in such a weird spot this offseason because he doesn't seem to want Jameis Winston, who's basically the only fit for that offense, and everybody else that they're linked to seems to be a a terrible mesh with that offense, Mm -hmm. whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater. Nobody else fits in that offense except Jameis Winston. Cam Newton, if they could convince the Panthers to trade him within the division, which seems unlikely, but there aren't that many people that fit that offense and Jameis is one of them. Sam Monson, the PFF NFL show, he and Steve Palazzolo, a great podcast and uh, the lead NFL analyst for uh, PFF. Always great to have you on on a very, very busy day, Sam. And uh, we may call you again if they trade Stefan Diggs. We may need to get you back on here for analysis if that happens. Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sam. Take it easy. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.